You're listening to United Q Podcast. We're brought to you by ProQ, Kamado Joe, Thermopen, and Smokewood Shack. ProQ's extensive range of bullet smokers, reverse flow, and gravity-fed smokers will suit all, from the home enthusiast to the big volume caterer. Kamado Joe, the king of ceramics, is renowned for build quality and innovation. When smoking, roasting, or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Thermapen Instant Read Thermometers. Take the guesswork out of barbecuing with the super fast Thermapen. Smokewood Shack delivers quality smoking wood every time. They provide the smoky goodness, you provide the talent. And on this week's show, it's Dan and I just having a little chat, having a little catch up because he's been away for too long and I, want, I need to know what's going on. I don't, I don't like seeing all these, well, I do like seeing all these nice photos, but a bit jealous. <laughs> so no, so you say you were in like, ha, Long Beach or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're in Halong Bay, uh, just back from Halong Bay, but that was absolutely stunning. It's like a UNESCO World Heritage Site. It's uh, like limestone islands. It's like 1,900 and something limestone islands that have just been like forced up out the sea. So that's, it's really cool to see. And uh, one of like the natural wonders. That was amazing. We're on a boat for a couple of days. Long Beach. <laughs> that's what, when you post up, I thought that was what you were getting at. Because we used to no, no, it's that. Just, it's just written that way. <laughs> no, no, it's just uh, written that way. But, okay. but yes, you can you can do that if you want. Yeah, well, I am doing that. I've been doing it, I've been doing it all evening, thinking, waiting to be able to say it to you the next day. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I was going to talk about was a bit about India, because obviously we just left India and we haven't really spoke about it a lot, but uh, we touched on some of the things in the Curry Guy episode, which was called by UK Barbecue Week. Mm. There's a few other things I just wanted to... <clears throat> well, just a few cool things along the trip that I picked up from, from different people and stuff like that, so... Yeah, I was just uh, gonna just while we were here as well, it's worth saying now. I thought it was awesome doing that little UK barbecue week, did an episode every day of the week. It was good fun to like get it out there and do something a bit different. Yeah, it was cool. And I quite like the the little short, sharp episodes, it's quite good. I, I quite liked it, it was a good week. And great success to the week as well. So well done to all the guys that organised it because there was a real good hub of activity going on on social media of everyone cooking it was a really good week i think and we had the perfect weather for it yeah you couldn't have had better weather for it in the uk yeah. i actually You're ended up running out of charcoal in the by the end of the week from cooking too much 
I think I went through four, four bags of coal that week. Yeah, Z. Happy days. Sounds like a good week to me. Yeah. It ended up at, at the end of that week was Pengrilly. So went along oh, to nice. Pengrilly Festival. And the guys from the guys from the Devon Charcoal Company that were at QFest, they were there cool. as well. And so I restocked on charcoal. <laughs> you saved yourself. Yeah. And I got some uh, some more Coco Shell from ProQ as well. Oh, nice. I saw someone saying they're doing like mini Coco Shell briquettes now as well or something. Yeah, you got smaller boxes, right? yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Is that what you mean? Or uh, how was Pengrilly? I don't know. It looked like, uh, I think Andy Williams posted something saying about mini mini uh, Coco Shell briquettes. I don't know if they're like, they were smaller cubes or something. All oh, right. I have to yeah. look it up. I did see a smaller box, and so maybe they were actually smaller cubes in it. I just thought it was less of them. But oh, he did mention something that they come in like a cute little box as well. So, yeah. <laughs> Those, the, his words, not mine. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that so his comment was they were great for the the Weber Go Anywhere. So, ah, yeah, I thought like maybe there'd be like smaller briquettes, which would be great for like a smaller barbecue, like a Thoros or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes really like with the like the larger briquettes and stuff, like by the time you pour them into uh, like something like the Thoros or or similar, uh, like you're actually like, you can't fit the grate on top because it's yeah. actually like, and it's quite hard to judge. You only need a few really, but like whenever you line up a barbecue, I always do anyway. And and you you chuck in maybe a few too many and I always pour it in and I'm like, oh, like waste a couple or you have to smash them up to fit yeah. the little, the, the uh, grate on top of the Thoros because it's actually doesn't take, it's actually so economical. I suppose it's like the same for the Webber go anywhere, et cetera, et cetera. But, I've not used one, so I can't comment. But uh, but yeah, I, so I think that Andy was saying that. I could be completely wrong, so I don't 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 take my word for. <laughs> don't go start trying anything. to order them and then be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you and know, you guys said that they thing. sold mini ones. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's a stupid idea. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, who'd even sorry. want a smaller one? Sorry if I. No. <laughs> oh, I they're too big up. to use. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love them. I, I, I've been a huge advocate for the Coco Shell briquettes. I obviously I don't know if these mini ones are real, but the actual big ones, are, I, I love. The uh, mini ones would be perfect for my mini food diet, anyway, wouldn't they? <laughs> definitely, definitely. I think they give such a, a long, hot burn, clean burn. I think they're great. I really, really love the Coco Shell briquettes. They're I've done loads of tests as well, running them against like uh, uh, things like heat beads and Weber, the premium Webers and uh, their briquettes. And uh, and the Coco Shell for me has always come out on top and that's been using like uh, tracking sort of thermometer probes and stuff like that overnight. So yeah, I think they're really, really top quality uh, briquettes and obviously economically friendly as well, yeah. which is obviously economically or eco-friendly sorry not economically because they're not that cheap <laughs> <laughs> they were but actually they were at pengrilly though <laughs> they were on well, offer part there. of the test was to work out actually how economic they were mm. all of the briquettes and actually because i think that's one of the things is when you look at the box because they're coming like uh the boxes are quite big aren't they really heavy yeah, of the yeah, heavy. briquettes. oh i'll tell you that and, story uh, the, in a minute as well <laughs> yeah they're not that cheap but actually, when, when I worked, that was one of the tests. That was one of the reasons behind the tests. Is that, I mean, I'm not somebody who wants to spend ridiculous amounts of money on anything, to be honest, if it's not worth it. And actually, when I ran it against the other ones, 
the actual price per like hour of, yeah. of burning was better off from the cocoa sherbet briquettes. So that was one of the things that I actually worked out was actually it was more economical, even though the outlook looked like it was more expensive. Yeah. You actually got more for your money from the cocoa sherbet briquettes. So that was one of the things. So they are economic, actually. I just yeah. used the wrong word in the wrong setting. Anyway. Yeah. So what's your story then? Your heavy, heavy briquettes? Yeah, well, but just before we move to that, the um, <laughs> the, the, I'd say I, I, they're they're like the briquettes that I would rely on. Do you know what I mean? Like I've, whenever if I ever do like catering related stuff, which isn't that often, but quite often I'm doing a few more here and there. I'll always use those because I just know that they're going to burn for long enough. I can rely on them overnight. I can reliably go to sleep and know that they're just going to last the whole night. And that's something that you really get from those is just that trust in them. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, so, they're, they're, they're really good. So my my heavy box story was, any anyone who's been to Pengrilly will know it's amazing, lovely setting, absolutely perfect. But my one bugbear of it, which is not gonna it's not gonna stop me going, but you need to be prepared to do some walking because you have to park <laughs> miles away <laughs> from anything. <laughs> so. Is every year so far when I've, I've parked, I've always like just gone into the event and then Mark's been like, oh, you can't park where you've parked. Can you move your car again? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have to then like move it a little bit further away. He's like, no, get further away. I'm like, well, I'm going to be at the Salt Ash Bridge in a minute. But <laughs> so, so I parked. I was miles away. It's not really the end of the day. You don't go back to your car until the end of the day, do you? So I, I hung around all day. I had a, had a lovely day beautiful sunshine ate some nice food and helped out with pro q on their stand for a bit and just had a had a nice relaxing day it's nice to not be doing anything officially because often when we go to an event we're filming yeah. something or we're judging something or we it was nice to just sit back and enjoy, enjoy it, it. Yeah. yeah i bet so, yeah so it was really nice so it got to the end of the day i was like all right well i'm i'm leaving my job on the end of this week and I'm cooking for all the staff like me and you did last year. Um, yeah. So I was like, right, I'm, I need to stock up on uh, briquettes to be able to do some. I've got to do pulled pork for 100 people. So I need to set up the frontier. I'm going to set up two of them overnight. I actually set one frontier and the Kamado Joe to do four pork shoulders. Um, nice. So I picked it up. I was like, right, a couple boxes. And Ty's like, oh, do you want to bring your car closer? I was like, well... It's not really anywhere closer I can get it to here, to be honest, because I've just got to just got to go for it. So <laughs> took took one briquette box in each hand, and I said to Ty, "Do you reckon these handles will last?" And he just shook his head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I I thought, ah, no, I love trusting them; they'll be fine. So I started my my hike, which is about probably a fifteen minute walk from from the pro Q stand to my car and I got about quarter oh. of the way and the strap snapped. <laughs> <laughs> so then I had just one box under each arm, but my arms felt like they were stretching longer and longer there. They're not the lightest <laughs> boxes. <laughs> and as I was getting there, I was like having to keep putting them down to rest. And the more times I put them down, the harder they were to pick back up again. And I was like, this is a real, <laughs> this is a real endurance. There was like wasps flying around my head. And I was like, I can't get them away That's from me. I don't course. like wasps. And then I'm going down these steps and finally made it to the car. 
got it all in the car. I was like, oh, I'll just sit down, just chill out now. I can nice leisurely drive home. Oh, no, I've left my camera and all my equipment in the Pro Q10. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to go all the way back, get my stuff, and go all the way back to the car again. Oh, but on the way nice. back past, I then went past the... Devon charcoal guys and grabbed a couple bags of their charcoal as well so <laughs> <laughs> luckily a lot lighter <laughs> happy days so you're all stocked up on charcoal again then yeah well I've used most of it now because I did overnight <laughs> overnight cooks with it and then been cooking with all the other stuff as well so they yeah. and they did a it was quite cool actually I'd like them to tr- maybe try and do this at QFest next year but they actually did a a charcoal for Pentilly Castle from the wood from Pentilly Castle's grounds. Okay, cool. So that's really cool. So I've got some Pentilly Castle charcoal. Well, I've got oh, a, nice. Got about a handful left, I suppose. <laughs> You've been using the KJ Big Block recently a lot. Yeah. I've seen it photos. Yeah, How's I was that just going to mention that actually because because in this kind of same same way that you've got that trust in those Pro Cube briquettes, like for me, that's the lump wood that you're going to go for. It's if I, if I'm gonna go lump wood, guaranteed last long and have trust in it, then I'll use KJ Big Block. If I'm if I'm going for the briquettes, then it's the Pro Q guys. It's yeah. Just it seems like pretty awesome to to me and probably to you as well that the two favourite products are the two companies that we work the best with, and it's just like people are probably like, oh just you guys have got them sponsors on the podcast or you work with them or whatever, but. Genuine, that's why we work genuinely them, that's, that's the, why we work yeah. them because they make the best stuff yeah that's the thing is before ever we worked with pro q for instance we both use pro q's and love yeah. pro q's and then it just so happened that we managed to to get to work together which is yeah. awesome and it's the same with kj as well as uh, you got your kj and you loved it and we yeah. were using it loads and it was amazing and then we managed to work with kj which was yeah. awesome so it's it's like it their products what, that we really believe in us to work with people is the yeah. fact that we love the products it's rather than the, yeah. just want to be a the other way around <laughs> yeah definitely and um, it's, it's something that we've always made sure to do yeah. is make sure that that comes first like for us that yeah. is what's more important is that we always, love what always the a company's customer doing. first <laughs> yeah yeah so uh yeah so the big block is amazing stuff and yeah again i think i think people initially a bit like with the pro q briquettes you look at it and go oh it's a bit more expensive than other stuff right but actually when you get it and you use it like it's it's all i use now and i'm i use a lot of coal and i'm happy to pay Mm. more money for it because it lasts so much longer so i'm not going to buy more coal as often and I think that it does last. To me, I'm sure it feels like it lasts double the amount of time, but it doesn't cost double the amount. So it's got to be, got to be worth it. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see uh, maybe something like I talked about the briquettes. You could maybe do something with the uh, lumpwood charcoals. You could buy yeah. a few different brands and stuff, and yeah. uh, hook some like uh, some of the thermometers that um, create like a little graph of heat over time and stuff, and just see. And just run them next to each other in the same same grills in like controlled circumstances. Maybe use uh, like a forced air or something. Yeah. And just see see time over burn and just see what they look like on, on the graph. See how they burn. Yeah. Be quite cool to do. Yeah, a nice definitely. little test. Yeah. Maybe that will come in the future, listeners. So keep an eye out. Who knows? Mm. Yeah, I'll go for it. Cool. 
been using the Frame Boss a bit more recently as well since we had had them on the show to chat to us. I thought I need to get get mine back out, so I got it all up to date. And you know, the guys at Max Barbecue are selling them now, and we gave out a few as prizes at Q Fest. So yeah. I was like, oh, I need to get into using mine more. I'm just I'm just a bit like you, Dan. We just you, when you get to a point with them, you just know that if you open your vents that much, then it's going to last that amount of time with that much charcoal. And I don't find myself overly even probing a lot of time now. Just like no. I'm, I'm like, oh, that bit of meat there, that's going to take about that long, and it just genuinely does. So I just walk out of a thermopen, yeah. and give it a poke, and like, oh yeah, it's ready now. But I feel the only time that I ever do is when. And I think like catering yeah, or that's it. And that's why when you, when you've got like here. a lot of money's worth of meat cooking and it's almost like you just don't want to take the risk, even though, you know, it's not really a risk. You just sort of don't want to go there. Do you know what I mean? When you want to be overprotective. So that's probably the only time that I would really use mine these days is if I had like four or five pork butts on the go and one, yeah. one barbecue, for instance, and I want to make sure I want to be certain a hundred percent, like yeah. rather than cooking one for the family or whatever, if you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, or like I can imagine maybe like at Christmas Day if you spent like a good amount of money on like a really good brisket and then you're cooking a pork butt and maybe a t- do you know what I mean if you're cooking some expensive meats I can understand maybe why you'd want to do it uh, and I get it but uh, for me like like you were saying I sort of I just know my barbecues now so I know that like you were saying Ben open this much yeah. like this much charcoal it's going to be at this temperature for 10 hours yeah. and i certain with my cookers that i know that that's exactly how it yeah. would be so uh yeah. so yeah i think it's one of those that they're great to have and great to have there for those sort of cooks but or even whilst you're learning i suppose maybe or maybe if you can't be bothered <laughs> maybe yeah. you can't be bothered to learn that <laughs> nice way just to do it I it's nice to bit like it's good and bad things from me from from last friday when i I cooked for like, all of the people so i got four pork shoulders from bob's family butchers um, got them shipped down to school, took them yeah. home, prepped them the night, and then cooked them overnight, ready for the next day. And I, I used the flame boss, and I thought, oh, this, the nice thing is you don't have to get up in the middle of the night, go out there and check it. Like you can just wake up, have a look on your phone, see what it's at, and just go back to bed. But <laughs> yeah. the, the the thing that happened to me, which is the negative part, is I kept rolling over like every hour. Well, have another look. <laughs> well, I'll have another look, and I just end up yeah. wake up in the morning like oh, I don't think I've slept all night because all I kept doing was checking my phone every hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I published. I put the um, the link online to a few people to keep an eye on it for me overnight. <laughs> hey, here's, here's the keys to my house yeah. as well i'll yeah. hide them under the rock in front so if it's going too much please come over and sort yeah. it out yeah uh, if it, i'll just pop pop the password here as well so if you could just put the temperature up or down if it needs to <laughs> <laughs> yeah happy days yeah but back to the flame boss it i connected it up and i hadn't used it for so long that it was really out of date so it needed updating and I messed up. I pressed too many of the wrong buttons and ended up with it not not working properly. But their support guys were really good. They just rang me up on Skype and like remotely helped me sort it all out. And it was like cool to think that like a company of that size with that many um, 
devices out there were able to just get on Skype and get to me and get it sorted like that quickly and easily. Mm-hmm. It was really good. So I was impressed with that. That, that is one of my bugbears about them. And I've I've got a I got a CyberQ or DigiQ, whatever the most expensive one is. I got one of those. Ooh, and, someone's uh, doing well. Well, I wasn't. It was too expensive for me. But anyway, uh, I got one. Is that and, why you bought two? <laughs> well, that was the thing is that I was I was sort of coerced into it by Ty, to be honest. So I'm going to blame him. <laughs> it was one of those though, when uh, I was down visiting the ProQ guys and we were sat around uh, whilst I was about to go and we're sort of, I was sort of thinking, what can I get? And I just, <laughs> I have to uh, buy it was, something because I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they probably just cooked me an awesome lunch or something. So yeah. they're buttering me up. And yeah. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They say they always do lunch, but I think it's just to uh, yeah. coerce the sale. <laughs> yeah. Ty twisted my arm with some good lunch. So that was it. Uh, and one of them, the, the firmware, am I going to say that? No, yeah, not the firmware. Yeah, I don't know. The software, whatever. One of those words. Uh, just wasn't working just wouldn't wouldn't work at all like with the instructions out the box and uh it just was really buggy from the start and then the other one went and to actually update them all and it's just like an absolute pain and the support was non-existent so basically i've got like a loaded kit at home which is worthless to be honest so that's something that i'm really interested in hearing about was mm. like what went wrong with the up was was it something that you did? Was it use operate error or? I think it was that I just that... left not done it for so long that it needed so many updates. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> and I was, I was getting impatient with it. So it was like taking ages. I was like, I don't know if it's working or not. So I like turned it off and then it would start again. Um, but I then I, I fiddled with it by thinking, oh, I wonder if I hold down these buttons, what will happen? <laughs> so I ended up in like, <clears throat> as I do in like developer mode and stuff and messed around with things and <clears throat> and uh, needed some help to get back out again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but they yeah. sorted it out like instantly and then they, ah, cool. they knew exactly what they were doing. So it was really good. Yeah, because I'm sure I emailed the the guys from Barbecue Guru and just got no reply, and that was it. So, <laughs> so yeah, so it's awesome to hear that the the guys at Flame Boss yeah. are, are doing really well. Yeah, I just message message one person on Instagram saying, uh, "Not sure how to update it. Can anyone help?" And then about was within an hour, I had someone on Skype calling me to sort it out. Awesome. Well, that's something for me that's really important. And cheers, I, Cody. I, <laughs> Cody. Yeah, word up, Cody. <laughs> Mm, there you go happy days <clears throat> cool. anyway we've talked for 20 minutes and i haven't heard anything about india was it any good <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was awesome i mean i think one of the things that uh for me that was interesting was we spoke about it in the the curry guy episode was the amount of vegetarian dishes and uh whether that just be pure veggie or with some like paneer or something and yeah. and just how amazing they were and you didn't really miss any meat from the dishes if you know what i mean it wasn't like for me I often, if I try a vegetarian dish, I'm like, yeah, it tastes good, but it's but missing something, <laughs> in, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's, that's, that could be wrong. I've also had some amazing vegetarian food, so don't get me wrong. But uh, it was something that I often, you didn't even think about in India was the, oh, like, where's the meat? If you're having these amazing curries, it wasn't like, or oh, where's the lamb or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It was just like really delicious and that was it. So uh, that was something... That was that was really cool. But for me, I'm a real big fan of uh, sort of tandoor cooking, and I, I love it. And I think mm. obviously this very barbecuey, for instance. Uh, I think that 
I love, I absolutely love tandoori chicken. And where, where I live in Malaysia, that's something that, because there was a high amount of sort of Indian, uh, Indians live in Malaysia, that there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of Indian food around. And it's tandoori chicken that you get in, we call the Mamak uh, restaurants, which are like just, lo- that's just a, a word for a local restaurant. So it's like very, uh, very canteeny style, but the food's always delicious. So, and very cheap. So we go there quite often to eat and the tandoori chicken's amazing. So I was in India and I was like, right, I want to try some, uh, some food from the tandoor so that was something that again in the area we're in we were traveling around in is is known for its uh, tandoor style cooking so uh we got to try some amazing things and something that kept coming up was malai chicken uh which i hadn't heard of pre- previously but it was everywhere it was it was like the forefront of every single menu basically in every restaurant we went to was this malai chicken and uh sarah my wife was ordering it in almost every restaurant we went to because the first place we had it it was just absolutely delicious and uh so i was like i I really need to find out what it is because it's something that i would love to cook back home so yeah so i was looking i was looking around and looking at all and it's 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 very different to sort of your tandoori chicken in the sense that it's just like white it comes out it looks just like white chicken pieces rather than your traditional like you're thinking tandoori chicken you're thinking your red red chicken's coming out really if you know what i mean yeah so it's it's like uh it's it's what it comes out like white chicken breast really when you when you bring it out but uh so anyway what it what it actually is if you wanted to make it up would be you can make it up from boned uh bone chicken thighs probably be best but also you can do it with chicken breast <clears throat> and uh you you marinate it in yogurt and double cream some of the places uh were saying that they use cream cheese but uh it's like yogurt and cream really so something is a really creamy marinade mm. And then they use stuff like ginger and uh, green chilies. There's a lot of garlic in there, so they use uh, like fresh ginger and ginger paste. But also, it's like it's it's quite garlicky, which is really nice. And then uh, so it's black cardamom seeds and black cumin and coriander, dry coriander in the marinade. And you marinate the chicken in it. And then they were saying you shake the marinade off. You get it on the skewers, and then you you grill it or you put it in the tandoor, whatever you want to do. And it was absolutely delicious, really simple, but, but just really tasty. And, uh, that was something that I really, really enjoyed, which I never heard of, which I'd probably will definitely do when I get back, uh, when I get back home. Yeah. Sounds good. I just thought I'd bring, bring that up. And also what we found was, uh, the actual tandoori breads. So when I, when I think of like a a naan, for instance, from the UK, it's quite thick and which I I love naan anyway, don't get me wrong, but their, their naan breads were a lot thinner. So I think they were, from what I was looking at, is, is, is when we put them, or when you put like a naan in, it's not really that thin, to be honest. You just sort of make it into a naan shape and then chuck it in and, and it cooks. But they were actually uh, rolling the naans out with their hands really thinly. Yeah. And uh, and you ended up with like a thinner naan, a crispier, thinner naan, and it was really delicious. And that's something I'll definitely try once I get back to the UK. Yeah, like yeah. Say, I was uh, really like more bready like thicker bread aren't they yeah ours are like quite thick and not they're not like doughy in the sense that like mm. like it's really chewy but it's yeah. like it's a, a nice thick bit of bread really yeah and uh theirs were a lot thinner and crispier which was really really delicious and uh obviously they go with a style that in a lot of places that you eat with your hands and yeah. i was really surprised at the, the lack of rice around actually yeah. uh so a lot of the tandoori restaurants we went to, you you ate with, uh, so you had your your grilled meat, whatever it may be. So they had obviously like the different kebabs, 
they also had like the uh, the tandoor uh, so you had your chickens or lamb or whatever it may be all your different uh, tandoori meats uh, and then you ordered breads so that was really you basically ripped off a bit of bread uh, used it with a bit picked up a bit of meat and then you'd have uh, different like chutneys around so and again like when i say chutney like probably again from the uk you'd think like uh, mango chutney for instance but a lot of their chutneys are more savory chutneys rather than sweet chutneys so yeah. like for instance they make like a uh, they call it a mint chutney and and that is like a load of fresh mint basically with a lot of green chilies and it's quite spicy mm. but it's really it's also really refreshing so it's like a real mix of like real fresh green uh, mint with a little bit of spice kick from green chili in the background and they use bird's eye chili so they are quite hot mm. it's really nice so you like basically grab a bit of your thin crispy tandoor uh, rip that off grab a bit of your meat dip it in with that and then and then eat and then enjoy it or they've got stuff like uh their raita which is like uh their yogurt with yeah. uh if you ordered a, veg- a veggie raita which we used to order with that every single meal basically it's like a yogurt with uh, say onion tomato and cucumber just chopped up into it Mm-hmm. and it's really nice uh and they have a lot of curd and stuff with their food so you'll have uh i don't know you order like some curd and you'll have that maybe with some of it so instead of dipping in the right you have a bit of curd on it and eat it and it's it's just like really delicious and i think whenever you go to india in the uk it's always like rice and a curry but it was just like actually interesting to see like such the, the wide variety of food in such a small region that we traveled of india and it's just opened my eyes a bit to to uh to just different styles really and i think like again if i was to have like an indian theme night at home if i was to cook something like that then maybe i would go down that route instead of uh the curry route i think which is yeah. which is quite different and it's it's quite i don't know you don't feel i think sometimes like curries and stuff you can feel like are really full and like they're very rich and yeah but i think that's going to be think, a lot down to the kind of carb overload like you don't need to have yeah. bread and rice do you like one or no, the other is no. fine it kept it quite light as well, just not with all those carbs. It kept it, it was it was really nice, really delicious meal. Uh, yeah, it was a really nice way of eating. And I've always been interested in like the obviously the I'm going back to the, like tandoori chicken and, and everyone always talks about like the red food coloring or why is it red this and that and and I I sort of think that I'd heard over time that it was just the way that they did it in the UK, but actually. Everywhere that I ordered tandoori chicken in India, it was red as well. Whether that okay. was from natural food coloring yeah. or from dye, it was wherever it may have been. But uh, they they do it red as well, which is which I found slightly interesting <laughs> just from just from what I'd heard over time. But uh, so something that maybe another tip from that which I picked up was that they so they marinate their they marinate the chicken, so they marinate for the tandoor. So, so the red. <clears throat> the red marinade which again will be made up of stuff like uh just go with yogurt which will be their their marinade but then they'll put in stuff like coriander cumin uh, ground black pepper ground ginger cinnamon a bit of cardamom stuff like that they'll put in there uh and then they'll marinate it but also they use they create a rub which is very distinct with barbecue which we all know about rubs so actually a lot of stuff they tend to do is they'll actually rub a little bit of the rub under the skin, which will be the same spices that are in the marinade. And then they'll marinate it in the marinade. Uh, then they'll bring it out and they shake off the marinade before they put it on the skewers. They put it on the skewers and then they grill it. And uh, quite often what you see is that they'll, <clears throat> and I couldn't really get from 
any of them why they were doing it, but they were they would sort of half grill it, <clears throat> well, not half grill it, they would half cook it in the tandoors, then they'd bring it out and hang it up, and then they'd finish it off. So it was sort of like it would only take a few, it would only take a few minutes to cook, but they'd cook it for like maybe let's just say a couple of minutes in there, then they'd bring it out and hang it up, and then they put it back down and in again to finish it off. And I found that really interesting why they did that. And there must yeah. be a reason behind it, but it, it was almost like a mid, <laughs> yeah, like a mid, a mid cook rest or something like that. It was very interesting to see. Like, I don't know whether it was more like, uh, it's obviously how hot it gets. Yeah. I didn't know if it may be, cause the, cause the tandoor is so hot. What I was thinking is my, my reasoning behind it may have been that what they were doing is they put the tan, the skewers in, it would cook on the outside and also cook on the inside. The skewers would get very hot. What they're doing is they're bringing it out so the outside doesn't get overcooked, but it still cooks from the inside, from the hot skewer inside. So it's cooking from the inside out as well. Yeah. And then they put it back in to cook. So I think maybe if they left it in for the full amount of time for the chicken to be cooked, yeah. it might overdo it. So I was thinking that maybe that's what they're doing to even out the cooking. But yeah, I could be wrong. Sense. It's just something that maybe made sense in my head. Yeah. And then when they served it, to serve it, they actually sprinkled some of the rub on it before serving which was really nice so you just had those layers of the flavors so it was under the rubbed under the skin it was then marinated in these flavors and then they sprinkle just a little bit of the the rub on top of it before serving with like a squeeze of lemon or a squeeze of lime and then you you eat and it was just so it was so delicious and it's something that maybe i would uh encourage people at home to try doing uh so Whenever you make a marinade up, obviously you put your spice, you got your spices to go in it. Reserve some of those spices, maybe give it a bit of a dry rub, and then put in the marinade. Uh, like I said, they did it under the skin, so maybe lift the skin up, rub a bit under the skin, put it in the marinade to marinade, and then when you bring it out, cook it. Reserve some of the rub to the side, uh, and then sprinkle a bit on before you serve it. It was it was just really delicious, and just little hints and tips that I think maybe might make the difference at home. I don't mm. know. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Awesome. Right. Well, we've we've run out of time now, really. But I'm um. What what are you up to next? Um, this weekend I'm going off to the game fair with Commander Joe, so I'll be up there for the weekend in Burton upon Trent. And oh, nice. What are you, you off to? You're doing more travels around Vietnam. Yes, yeah, so I'm in Vietnam now for about a month. Uh, so. We are going to be heading down the Ho Chi Minh Trail uh, from where in north at the moment, Hanoi, and we'll be heading, heading down the country, stopping off along the way. Already, the food here has been insane. Like, that, it's probably been one of my favourite food places in a, in a long time. I've, I've really enjoyed the food here so far. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to to eat my way through the country. <laughs> uh, I'll be in the size of the country by the time I'm finished. Uh, <laughs> I'm already pretty much there, but but anyway, it's, it's all good. So, yeah, I'm awesome. really looking forward to that. All right, we'll catch up about that in the next couple episodes then. Cool. We'll have fun at the game fair. Mm. you doing anything for the game fair? you cooking or...? Um, yeah, yeah, well, it's a... Yes, but it's a bit of a tricky one at the moment because there's a... Because of the dry weather, there's some certain rules around how you're allowed to barbecue and stuff. So I need to clarify those first. But, yeah, we'll be cooking some stuff. I'll be... I'm planning to go around the actual game fair and get some game from the kind of butchers and people that are around and take that back nice. and do something with it so we can get some real fresh food from the actual event and cook it up there awesome. on the stand. You did something like that at the 
burn them on seafood festival, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, did, yeah. We got a bit of... Um, what did we have? We had venison. Venison, was it? Or something? Yeah. yeah, venison, yeah. That was where we came up with a recipe idea, really, for the Christmas cookbook. Cool. And that was just like... That was because the guys were selling game there and they had yeah. venison and you were doing some demos and you just were like well let's let's, just grab let's promote bit. some of the people around <laughs> us so let's grab a bit and, and yeah sounds yeah, good to so me plan to do the same sort of thing again uh, awesome yeah and i'm just curing a bit of salmon at the moment to do in the bradley smoker today um and the, because the bradley guys are going i'm gonna supply them some some smoked salmon to take with them to the event oh happy days very nice right. Wait, Jennifer's with you. <laughs> yeah well that's just kind of guy i am you know you are a very generous guy, right? <laughs> Have a lovely day cooking, and Cheers, uh, See you enjoy preparing for the the game the game festival. Enjoy. Cheers. Bye. Speak to you soon. Bye. I'm the best cook. You're not even cooking. You're listening to United Q podcast. We are brought to you by. Pro-Q, Kamado Joe, Thermopen, and Smokewood Shack. Pro-Q's extensive range of bullet smokers, reverse flow, and gravity-fed smokers will suit all, from the home enthusiast to the big volume caterer. Kamado Joe, the king of ceramics, is renowned for build quality and innovation. From smoking, roasting, or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Thermopen Instant Read Thermometers. Take the guesswork out of barbecuing with the super fast Thermopen. Smokewood Shack delivers quality smoking wood every time. They provide the smoky goodness, you provide the talent.